Hi, welcome to Reality Hackers with Salmi Yusuf. <laughs> okay, what's the subject today with Reality Hackers? It's about hacking reality. Okay, beyond that, <laughs> um, we're looking at the idea of unmasking the human in us using soft tools. Ah, now, what do we mean by that, Sarah? Awesome. Soft tools, it means instead of aggressiveness, uh, forcing, mm -hmm. we use uh, emotional intelligence, exactly. a soft way, uh, yeah. a good approach, you know, uh, an attitude, nice attitude, and, mm. and you know, because them, yeah. And what I often say is be polite but firm, and be firm but polite. Yeah, with who? Because then with the firmness you get respect, and you actually get respect from politeness too. But when you're creating this nice ambiance with people, they respect that. They know that you don't mean any harm to them, you want to get on with them, whether it's talking to a regular person or an official, like a police person, officer, whatever, anyone in so-called authority. Basically, if you want to use things like charm, use... Uh, okay, so what I do, I like to get on with people, okay? And mm -hmm. I like to have life be easy. I don't particularly want problems, but I like to inform people at the same time. So what I like to do is like a bit like how I write things. So when I'm writing, it's like double entendre, as they say in French. It's like double meanings or more than one level of meaning. So there's something for everyone. So you're touching bases on at different uh, points. So that sounds complicated, I know. So let's keep it simple. So I'm doing more than one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. So I'm being polite with someone, but I'm also being firm when I'm being polite and firm, firm and polite. I'm making sure that they don't disrespect me, that they are aware of my power, my humanness, that I'm like them. Um, and that we can have a natural conversation which isn't uh, aggressive or... Okay, so if I was, for instance, see a police officer as someone who I could have a problem with or who is actually representing something I don't like, I'm probably going to be defensive or even aggressive. The trouble with that is they will pick up on that energy. And the reason I say that is because actually we as human beings are very sensitive creatures. The same with the animal kingdom, insects. Yeah, that's true. So the way that I treat a bee, and I've had to, to deal with a, like a, I can't even remember whether it was a wasp's nest or a hornet's nest, but it, it could be any, like a bee's, hornet's, bee's, uh, bee, wasp, hornet's nest, which was at the side of a, a spare bed in, in a room in the house because the window was left open for some time, some days, and they'd built a nest on the side of the bed. So I actually... <laughs> thought okay I, I didn't even know it was there then I got a sting on the nose <laughs> because they sensed there was a threat in their territory even though it's my one of our rooms uh, they sensed a threat so then I ah okay now I, I looked I looked oh I couldn't believe it it was a blooming nest on the side <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's unheard of anyway so the way I dealt with it I Clubbed myself up with protective clothing, 
made sure that I took precautions. So I had contingency precautions, which I always think is a good idea. And but then I then felt, how does I, I was then thinking, how do I take this nest out without harming them and without giving them because bees, wasps, and all these sort of insects will attack you, sting you if they sense fear or aggression. The same as the dogs. You the same, know yeah. yeah. And the same with human beings. You yeah, see. I so, think we feel each other's uh, energy, really. Exactly. So it's all, everything is in, is energy and we're all picking up on each other's na- uh, energies. Even if we're not being blatant about it, human beings and insects are very subtle. We're like tuning forks. We're like transmitters and tuning forks. We will pick up signals and give out signals. Even if, even we will give out would not be aware of the signals we're exactly, giving out. Exactly, yeah, because it's in our uh, energy field. Yeah. And it? sometimes people will pick up those signals even if we don't realize exactly, what we're doing. Yeah. So we have to be careful about how we respond or how we behave. So going back very briefly to that uh, point about the nest. So I covered myself up. I, I was wearing gloves, a hat, a mask, <laughs> <laughs> which we might talk about again. Anyway, um, so... Then I moved very slowly, but it wasn't just my physical thing that, like the defensive thing to protect myself, which was important. I needed to make sure that these creatures, which are intelligent, would understand my energy. So I made sure I was calm. I wasn't fearful. I wasn't aggressive in my mind and my heart. And I approached them and I was intentionally putting a, a signal out. You have to leave this space it's not a good space for you um i have to take you out and i don't mean any harm mm-hmm. and that's what i was sending them the signals in my mind because your mind is that powerful i you think yeah they, you can communicate with yeah. animals and you know all uh, beings in the earth i think so that's what i did and you know what i was not stung once that's amazing since wow. uh, since i realized that nest was there and even though and these nests are very delicate. Unfortunately, I couldn't take the whole thing out in one piece. It was a beautiful design. And I took the whole thing out in bits and pieces within the confines of a white sheet. I thought, well, it's the best way I can do it. Or wrap this whole thing <laughs> as much as the best way I can. And uh, anyway, at some point I saw that I didn't quite take the whole nest out, but there's a little bit left. And guess what I saw? I saw about six hornets, wasps, bees, whatever they were, lined up. And I sensed they were females. Oh. So they may have been pregnant, whatever, but they were all lined up in absolute perfect order. And I felt so sensitive towards them. And I did my very best to be as gentle as possible. And I did manage to take them all out. And as I say, it wasn't stung. Even going out down the corridor, down the stairs, taking them it out. It must be the radio energy, definitely. So I use that example as the fact that we can, because human beings are the same as kind of insects in some ways, in some level. We're all picking up on these signals. So you know the story, because you were, we were together in London on yeah, the that underground. Yeah, wow. The other day. And, um, <laughs> no, we don't, believe in wearing masks because we think there's a whole other thing going on and when you're wearing a mask look it's not that we're uncaring at all 
we feel from the research we've done and what our intuition is that the mask is not a good thing. It's creating a, a putting up a, a bad signal that it's reminding people of a fear situation, fearful situation, and keeping the fear in their hearts, which actually on the physical level produces cortisol, undermines the immune system, makes you ill and all that. We've been through this on, on previous podcasts. But anyway, fact is that we don't wear masks, and even on the underground. So, and you know, we're, our contingency is that we have this on my phone. I have this. Uh, I'm exempt. Yeah. Because the government and people don't realize this. Most people don't realize this. Yeah, in that, the UK, I was surprised actually that is uh, exist. You know, the government website you. says that if you feel it's going to be something that will cause you distress wearing a mask, you don't have to wear a mask, and mm-hmm. you don't even have to be. Uh, ask the question people shouldn't ask you the question what is it that why you don't want to wear a mask what is your disability what is your issue whatever then if you if they actually ask you that the law says on the hse website which is the health and safety executive website which is the government agency Mm. says that you could take them to court and Uh they could be fined between few hundred pounds to up to nine thousand pounds wow (laughs) so the way I see it, if I get that situation, I will remind these people of what the law says and what the government website yeah. says. And I will say, do you know, you're not supposed to ask that question because if uh, if you are going to do that, I could potentially take you to court and you could lose, you could be fined this X amount of money, up to £9,000, you and your employer. <laughs> so to keep your job, to keep things cool, let's just realize the facts here. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, apart from that, I wanted to, uh, as I was talking to these two police officers, one, mm-hmm. I flashed the card on the mobile phone to this guy, the first one, police officer, which is the British Transport Police. And uh, all they do is they look after the st- transport stations and the modes of transport in London. And... Um, that's the sole responsibility. So they know what they have to do. They just have to keep things cool and they have to deal with any incidents. They feel they have to follow the government guidelines because it's not the law, it's the guidelines. That's what they're saying. But they actually do have to, of course, follow the law. They don't always know the law. Exactly. And they don't always know the guidelines. So actually I had to remind this, well, the first one was fine. I was left, we were left with the second The second officer. one, he was. A he was a bit more bolshy and he said, so what is your issue, disability, whatever he said. I said, you know, you're not supposed to ask that question. I'd forgotten actually that the government website says that police officers can ask that or people in authority. But, you know, they can ask, uh, at the end of the day, they can ask as many questions as they like, but you don't actually have to give an answer. An answer and this okay. is English common law, basically. Anyway, the point is, I didn't want to make an issue. I want things to go smoothly. Uh, let's keep it as simple as possible. So I see that situation as a, an opportunity to inform that person who was confronting me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to be confrontational. Yeah, yeah. So my way, as you witness, was yeah, I was uh, impressed, really conversational. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, he said I could issue a fine of a hundred pounds. But I said, I know, but, you know, um, look, even if, by the way, 
because in English common law, and of course I'm, we're talking here about the UK, because this is specific to our situation here, we have an unwritten constitution in a way, which says that you cannot even be, you can't put a forfeiture on someone or a fine before it goes to a, a court of law in the first place. Uh-huh. So you, wow. you don't give these people any information about you, therefore the fine can't be enforced anyway. But it's even against the English common law. Yeah, I think because we get used to, as soon as we see like a, a police figure or something, we just get scared and just yeah. give our information away. Exactly. Yeah. And they don't know this. They don't know that these, these uh, higher acts, which we call, they call the higher acts. So we have these statutes, which are, are so-called... Uh, a law written by and and instituted by the British Parliament, but my argument is this, and this, as far as I can see, is absolutely true. If what they're doing with creating these statutes of law is not in harmony with English common law, higher statute, higher statutes, mm-hmm. then it can't stand. It's as simple as that. What you will find is there are some judges. He will say, oh, well, that only applies to English common uh, uh, criminal law. Sorry, it doesn't say that whatsoever. In the Bill of Rights Act 1688-89, it had no mention, it has no mention of this differentiation. So these people will try and mealy-mouth and play around with what to interpret it, the, the law as it is, but that has no ground. There's no ground for that argument. Because it, it was no reference to the division between contract law and criminal law, which is English common law, by the way. Uh, everything in life in the English common law comes down to criminal or corporate law, contract law, sorry. Um, so if you have no contract with someone, they can't enforce anything. Uh, mm-hmm. So whether it's even tax, whether it's a license, registration, all these things refer to a corporation which you'll find these corporations have taken over, hijacked our court system and most of our lives. So just getting back to the main point, let's keep it cool, let's be nice to each other, let's be informative, let's not be argumentative and aggressive. So whatever you put out there, you're going to get back. Yeah, because I've seen like, you know, so many incidents, people become and aggressive towards people like you know you go shopping and then just the you don't wear masks for your own reason and then they attack you they kind of like you know become it really become an issue because someone will approach you why you're not wearing it's kind of like even make the situation so panicky so i I would say about what i would say about that is that yeah we have to see it from their point of view that in a way, I don't want to be derogatory here at all, but all I'm saying is, just be blunt about it, mm-hmm. they're talking out of ignorance because they haven't done the research about exactly. the last thing. Yeah. So to be kind to these people, they expect other people to be sensitive and kind, yeah. therefore yeah. wear masks. Yeah. But because you and I know that we've done this research to find out that the mask thing doesn't hold any water, it's yeah. not substantive, it's a lot of tosh, basically. It's mm, rubbish. Mm. Um, but people have been fooled for whatever reason. Now, we think it's a very much a corporate thing that's going on, which is very pernicious, which is trying to undermine society and trash the economy. Basically, 
these people who have had this power for so long, um, they've made huge mistakes. For instance, economically, quantitative easing, putting money or creating money out of thin air, it has been has led to a really difficult situation. It can't go on that way um, in the real world. So that like, is like a equivalent of, a, of inflating a big bubble. That bubble has to burst. You know what? The way I see it, coronavirus, the supposed COVID, is a surrogate or is it rather a scapegoat for uh, what the, the real cause of the problem is. And I think it's a number of things going on, which includes mainly the main thing is not so much a virus, which they have tried to do by design, gain of function. Um, certain not very nice people have tried to make a bioweapon which worked to some extent and then didn't work. Mm. And as far as I've found out, there have been five different versions of this virus, which came amazingly enough from the States, was taken by certain Chinese working in the States from that lab in Fort Detrick to um, to Wuhan lab, which the Americans had some interest in, by mm. the way. Mm. And it's a bioweapon, partly a bioweapons facility. And this in combination with the fact that Wuhan was one of the earliest cities to roll out 5G. Sorry, but there's a correlation there. Um, we have to draw these allusions to these correlations to see what the patterns are, what the facts are. So that's what I think is going on, that there is an intentional, there's an intention to trash the economies of the world for a global reset uh, because they knew that their fiat currencies could not stand the test of time. Mm. And what I feel is going to happen is that all the world's currencies are now going to be reset to a an asset or a gold standard, backed by gold, in other words, gold, silver, precious metals. Because otherwise, you can just play any, any kind of games you like. You can inflate the markets as high as you like. We've got so many artificial situations right now. It's crazy. And so we're going to get a real reality check in the next few months, <laughs> I, I think. And by the way, if whatever wealth or assets you have, or whatever wealth you feel you have in your cash, think again if you've got it actually in the form of cash, because that's based on fiat currency. Most people have got, most countries are operating on fiat currency, which mm -hmm. means it's not backed by any tangible assets. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the banks and the government can actually just either take your money from the bank and even your gold, by the way. So you can actually, which has been done, for instance, by the States in the 1930s, the American government took people's gold. They confiscated it, basically. Oh and, you know, they compensated them with what? With fiat currency, oh which is like nothing particularly yeah. some substantive or real. Yeah. Or real. yeah. And since 1913, when the Federal Reserve Bank was set up, by the way, um, to now, one dollar mm -hmm. has been reduced in value by 98%. Mm -hmm. You've only got 2% of the value left. Not that you know, most people have lived that long, but that's, they're playing a long-term game. Mm -hmm. And they, they build the economies up and they trash them. They, they inflate a bubble and they burst it. Why? Because they can make money both ways. Those with money can make a lot of money. So we have to wake up to what's going on there. 
So anyway, <laughs> you, know, you have to make these these correlations. You have to actually see the bigger picture to understand what's really going on. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense because everyone's in silos. Yeah, and this exactly. is the way they operate. They keep people separated with yeah. their not separate knowledge bases. So each silo or each knowledge base person or group doesn't know what the bigger picture is. Exactly. That's yeah. the keep playbook. separating people. Yeah, that's true. So basically, this. Keep it simple, going back to the fact that in everyday life, know what the situation is, know what your rights mm. are, know what your own government says uh, on its own website, which strangely they are contradicting in their oral pronouncements, in their press releases and conferences. It's crazy. So let's get real. Do your own research. And let's keep it nice and deal with the officials and deal with the public who are getting upset in a very measured, measured calm way. Yeah, that's the problem. And where yeah. possible, inform them. But if you just want to, even if you don't, can't be bothered, just have the contingency with having a card of I am exempt yeah, on your mobile phone. <laughs> you can even make your own up. Yeah. But just to make life easier, because people will respect even one that looks more official. So use the government's one. Yeah, that's what, what true. My recommendation I think they would is. believe in that. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. It is. Um, so anyway, basically, at the end of that story, as you know, Salma, yeah. on the tube, after a few minutes conversation with that second police officer, he went away. We didn't get receive a fine. Um, <laughs> and we were left alone in peace. Or not pieces. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because, oh, and I, I said to him, look, um, I know it's, it, it's a lot of confusion around, uh, but I thank you for your time. I, I said, look at the website. you find the information there on the, on the government website. I don't have to tell you what my situation is, but have a look, see what it says. But I thank you for taking care and being care, being caring. And I put my hands together yeah. to show that I yeah. was appreciative yeah, of his help. Yeah, and respect. Because yeah. let's face it, he's acting out of ignorance too. And I, we have to be empathetic to people like him. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's only doing his job, but the trouble is they can find themselves in very hot water. It's like Nazi Germany in 1930s. People, when it came to the Nuremberg trials after at the end of the Second World War, it was no excuse saying, I was only following orders. <laughs> it's a very dangerous thing just to obey orders without oh, realizing what the situation yeah. actually is. That's true. You really have to take responsibility for your own actions. Because when it comes to... The, Cutting to the chase, when it comes to, if anyone was put on trial, that is no excuse. You really have to know what you're talking about. Mm. So I don't want to hold the line like. No, 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 no. That's fine. You, you. What you're saying is absolutely right. They need to do their own research and education and see before they find people. But I mean, it was a good, you know, way. The way I liked it because the way you explained to him in peacefully and respectfully. Mm. And the way he left us in peace because, you know, and he saw that, you know, he doesn't know everything and he need to learn more. And another quick example, you know, going into shops, supermarkets, I go into my regular one and I get on with the staff. I smile as I go in. Uh, I have flashed my, just to make it easy, the, the exemption card before now. So, and it's usually the same people there. So they understand who I am without going into detail and I think their employers have advised them that 
No, they shouldn't ask what is your situation, what is your disability, whatever, because they're not supposed to ask that, and they can be fined that amount of money that I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. So I found no problem. So far, no problem. No one's ever come up to me and said, no, I think it's disgusting. So I think if you have a positive attitude and you, and you look friendly as if and caring, that's great. I just want to be left in peace, basically, yeah. not pieces. Mm -hmm. So, so far, so good. It works for me anyway. Okay, that's good. So would you like to... No uh, fear. No fear thing. at all, yeah. Because if you're actually feeling fear, like we're talking about the insects, yeah. those insects yeah, are going to exactly. pick up on it. Yeah. Humans are going to pick up on it. Yeah. And people will take advantage. That's Especially true. those who want to um, put over their power, yeah. their assumed authority over you or whoever. Um, let's face it, some people take positions, whether it's the police or security, whatever, uh, and they want to impose that over you. So Even normal people, they start police Switch it each around. Other. Yeah, yep. that's so you, true. The way that you see yourself is vitally important to the way that you, what reaction you will get yeah. in life, whether it's from the animal kingdom or from humans. Well, would you like to... Earn so I'm trying not poem. to talk. <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, honestly. No. What about your poem? Because that I think is going to be really nice. Because Paul, he got really nice poems about the mass, about uh, uh, not to give your power away, and it's worth listening, really. Okay, so well, we well, can end up, you know. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But let me just finish this point about the fact that what what I. What, the thing that one of the other points I would say is it's informed confidence. So your attitude when you're out there, because let's face it, it's if you're to think about this, it's not a an easy. It's like a battleground. Can be a battleground if you see it that way out there, but it all depends on how you see it, and that's the reaction you're going to get. You'll get back whatever you put out there, mm. and that's like a truism energetically. Uh, anyone who knows anything about life, that's the way it is. So well, that's what I call informed confidence. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's true what they say. If you have confidence, you can get away with anything. You can yeah, do anything, true, get, yeah. get in anywhere. Yeah. I know that as working in the media, you know, you have a press pass and you can get in places. But it's not just that. If you have confidence, I can give you other stories, other examples, but I won't. I won't bore you with these stories. But um, basically, the other thing is converting negatives into positives. So everything around us, everything we experience is an opportunity for me to learn, for you to learn, for everyone to learn mm -hmm. what's something from each other. That's why the way I see it, we're born into families that we've chosen before we're born so we can all help each other learn things. Mm -hmm. So that's um, converting negatives into... So we're seeing... We're getting to like tricky situations where it could go pear-shaped, could go into a very tricky situation, which is not going to be very good for us. But maybe there's another way of handling it. So, as I often say, mm -hmm. one door closes, another door opens. Exactly, it's an opportunity yeah. for everyone to learn something and to benefit actually to elevate the situation mm -hmm. into a very positive experience exactly yeah or we'll learn from it and uh, 
you know, to become yeah. better, you know. And the last thing is, I, I've quite uh, honestly, quite uh, briefly mentioned it. It's having those contingencies, always have a contingency mm -hmm. to fall back on. Sometimes we get, we draw a blank in our minds or, you know, we're not functioning very well that day. But so if your brain's not working very well, you haven't had much sleep, you might say something very silly, just rather than speaking to show that card. Exempt. Oh, that's this a good way, idea. Show the exempt card and then you just sail through. Yeah, that's good. Um, but I mean, that's just an example about the supposed COVID thing that we're going through now. But to have contingencies in life, whether it's in business, personal life, whatever, is always a good idea, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And then actually that even gives you more confidence as Exactly, well. yeah, because you know something back up. Yeah. That's good. Mm. So, Selma, we've done nearly half an hour already. I can't believe <laughs> it. But, I mean, that's silly. But we do have a contingency for us. No. no. The only contingency is... Is anything. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so and uh, oh look at that so um your poem i'm not gonna oh, leave yeah, you ah. yeah because i'm insisted you know to show people that your poem and is really like you know touches yeah but subject. which poem i mean i you... would like to hear your poetry but i don't have you're poetry. asking me but i don't know what yeah. poem i would probably it's got is your power short, i hope is your power i think the don't, oh, actually, we've done um, your power, uh, the mask, maybe, or... Uh, okay, well, maybe we should go from... The last one. The last one. one. Yeah, exactly. I think the last one. You're very good at reading my mind. I yeah. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll say this, you know, just yeah. the way it comes. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's what I actually recorded uh, yesterday morning. Yeah. yeah, that was amazing, to be honest. So I'll just know. say it, and because you're... I, didn't want to do this, but you wanted me to do it. So yes, do it. yes, I want. I'm so insisted. And it's a bit of a dodgy title, but you know, just yeah. bear with me. And <laughs> find it's more positive than it might sound. But it's called the Nightmare of Realities. Yeah. <laughs> okay, might have come up with a better title, but that's yeah. it. So uh, here we go. Once I had a nightmare that we were living in a copocracy. The next night I dreamt we were living in a technocracy. The following night, I dreamt we were living in a kleptocracy. Then I woke up to the realization that all those dreams were true. The nightmare was upon us. They had stolen all our dreams and we had allowed them. Now I remember the one thing they said that I know is true. The one thing I have to do, we all must do, to remember to stay alert. Well, stay alert to the nightmares we allow to creep upon us, that would subvert us, sicken and pervert us, convert us to dust, to that nightmare we must remain alert, so to avert to the reality that we and we alone form our reality. The nightmares belonged to my sleepy past, even though sometimes I think they might be haunting me in the present. But now 
I have awoken. My dreams, they have spoken. We have the chance to repair, to mend all our lives that are broken, to follow the thread that is golden. Our dreams, our future destiny, lay in the palm of our capable hands. Those days of destiny are upon us, destiny calls. This is where the nightmare ends. In my hands, our hands. In my hands is where my destiny lives. Our dreams never die, unless we let them. Don't let them crush you. Go out there and live the dream you always had. Crush the doubts you ever had. You were the one you were waiting for. Wow, amazing, amazing, amazing. Honestly, that oh. touches, you know. <laughs> well, I hope it touches the so chord as, of, yeah. of sort of, like, you know, a commonality, because that's the way I see it, that we, we, you know, our dreams are precious to us, aren't they? Exactly, They're, yeah. These are things that mean, uh, have some meaning for us. Definitely, I think everybody got his own dreams and we have to follow our dreams, not uh, give away. But not at the expense of, yeah, of others. Exactly. You know, as long as they're dream, good dreams that benefit not just us, but other, others as well. Yeah. Um, not harmful. Yeah. Then we should go with them and not forget them. Because, you know, the last thing I want to do at the end of my, if I ever die, which, <laughs> uh, if this body can, yeah. succumbs yeah. to the, the, the dust, <laughs> um, if I bite that dust... Um, <laughs> Or it bites the dust because I'm not my body. Let's remember that. Exactly. Then um, I don't want to regret anything. Uh, you know, we all have regrets. Let's face it. Let's be practical. But if I where I can help it, I don't want to be saying, "Oh, I wish I'd have done this." Yeah, wish I'd done that. Done this. I yeah. basically, that's on the, the whole, do thing, what really. I want to do as long as it doesn't harm others. Yeah. And that's my principle in life. Exactly. Just yeah, do it. Live exactly, for the day. Exactly. Yeah. Carpe diem. Yeah, because we saw buying interferes that, oh, if I do that, maybe I will lose. We're so comfortable with the, our fears even sometimes. Mm. And we don't want, you know, to, they hold to change. Yeah, they hold us up. Yeah. So we end up, you know, um, by end of our life, we're just, you know, full of regrets, really. Mm. So I think it's a time to take an action. It doesn't matter if the people around you agree or they don't agree. It's not... It's not that problem. It's the problem you... Live our own truth. Exactly. And yeah. then you never have that regrets when you die. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully now... Um... Well, you make a very good point. I mean, <laughs> the point is that we... You know, I've suffered from this as well, that we're thinking too much about what others will think about us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I used to be quite shy. I mean, the, like, the like least offensive thing was the fact that, God, you know, I'm going out into the public and people are looking at me and that, that's kind of the shy thing that kicks yeah. in. But um, I changed all that over time. But the point is that beyond that kind of superficial, shallow level, we really have to, like if we're going to live our dreams, we've got to be true to ourselves exactly, and live by our principles. But make sure those principles are based on sound fundamentals on sound ground on solid ground which is good for everyone for all of life all life and is not 
so selfish, basically. Um, that's important for your self-esteem, and if you and then you can feel good about yourself. And I yeah. think that actually is a one of the ways in which it inspires you, and encourages, and motivates you to actually do even better. It propels you mm -hmm. into a, a good place, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Your life will change. Does that make sense? Yeah. As they say. <laughs> I think I think it does. I think it does. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> no, it's not the end of the program. Well, yes, maybe it is, but it is. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Thank you, Salma. Thank you, Paul. I, I must nice. remember to, to to try and stop talking so much and using these two things inside no. of my head called my ears. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you're discussing something really, uh, you know, oh, why not? You know, I really like to listen to you. So, well, you're more than welcome. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for the opportunity anyway. And thanks for listening. And thanks, guys, thank for you listening guys. too. Thank you, Paul. Until next time. Oh, with... Reality. This has been Reality yeah, Hackers. Hackers! Hacking reality <laughs> as it comes. Bye. Bad things happen and you can't do anything about it, right? Wrong! When the world turns its back on you, you turn your back on them. Well, that's not what